Do you know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the James Stentley Show. Uh, remember, we don't think outside the box because in our world, there is no box. How's it going, son? Outstanding. Well, look, and we want to deep sea dive right into these things, guys. I've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to be my own guest today and I have a lot to share. And I want to start off by sharing with you my story. You know, we just finished our, our ninth year of having the Inspired to Speak Action Count. And I've been training speakers since 1994, 1995, but having the actual count, about nine years right now. And I have to thank people like Bill Walsh, who opened up the, the door for me to get into this world in the first place. I was already big in network marketing and speaking in front of crowds of over 20,000 people. But this space, I really owe that to him. And I'm really thankful that he saw enough in me and that I had the, uh, the ability to, to serve, to go in there and really serve him and, and try to make his program the best I possibly could be and by holding him up to his standards and making it about him and his vision and not me. And I learned so much there and I met so many incredible people there. And many of you who are watching or listening, uh, you know that because you know our history. You know how this thing kind of started and evolved. But I want you to know a little bit about my story because when we have our speaker camps, one of the things we do is show people how to tell their story. And, you know, my story is not that much different from most. I mean, we have challenges, but we all do. And I've had met so many people with challenges, make minds look like child's play. So I'm not going to go there. But I do want to communicate that because so many things are happening right now. But I want you to kind of know where it all started. And we're going to talk about home-based businesses. And in my 25-year career as an owner, a master distributor, a top money earner, and a top producer, in four or five different companies and a mentor to people in about 30 different companies or more uh, here and abroad as well, how we really did that and what systems I've learned that can work for you no matter what you're in because certain things are automatic. If you follow certain, follow certain laws, certain guidelines, certain habits or rituals, uh, the outcomes are pretty much automatic 99% of the time. It's like if you plant seeds in the ground, well, you're going to expect the harvest of the seed you planted, but there's always a chance of a drought. There's always a chance of a flood. But for the most part, what you plant is what you're going to grow. What you plant, what you nurture is what's going to grow. And even when you have those droughts and you have those floods and those, those trying times in life, just like trying times when you're uh, planting your heart, planting your crop, uh, if you keep going, you will prevail. If you just persist until you succeed, if you follow that philosophy. So, I want to talk about a few things, but you know what? My story, I'm the, uh, I'm the only boy. I have uh, three sisters, three amazing sisters, very, very close family. My mother uh, was full of love. She was always there for us, and she did the best she could. She worked at a grocery store in the daytime and a dentist's office at night. And I always talk about on my calls, on my conference calls, and I have them six days a week, um, how when I was five years old, I get out of kindergarten. Now, in kindergarten, I still remember my kindergarten school song, still know it. My sister knows it. And I was only there for a half a year. I remember getting, uh, when I came out of school, I ran out like kids do, and I heard somebody say, Jimmy, Jimmy. And there was a familiar face, a gentleman who was a friend of the family, and he called me over, and I jumped in his car, and then we went to a new apartment, and that was going to be our new residence. And from that point, I never, uh, you know, I, my father and mother were split up. They were divorced. 
And as a child, I put that on myself and I had a lot of resentment towards my dad without even really realizing it for many years. And, uh, but, you know, we made the most of it. I was a very active child. I used to climb things. I used to scale three-story buildings from the outside. I was a little bit of these thing. Very good at football, baseball, basketball. Okay, football, baseball, I don't miss. So we had a great time and a uh, great childhood coming up. My mother had us in music lessons. None of us could play from day one. She would take us to play. She would find ways to become resourceful to expose us to different things. And I remember... Every summer, I would get a summer job. Now, when I was too young to get a job, I would create ways to make money. I would carry groceries. I would shovel snow, rake leaves, whatever it was, uh, quarter here, quarter there. Then I would work hard to have the extras because my mom didn't have those extras. So I took it upon myself to do that, and I would share it with my sisters. And so I was an entrepreneur probably at the age of seven years old, selling uh, frozen uh, Kool-Aid cups. And um, I went out and got a job at 17 with a company called uh, Church's Fried Chicken. At 18 years of age, they made me the youngest general manager in the company. I memorized every manual they had, operations and procedure, a repair and maintenance, policy and procedure, even the boring stuff. I knew everything verbatim by page. We got to the point and got so competitive in our restaurant that we began to count the towels in the floor. We wanted to be the best at every station. And when we, when we achieved that goal, then we start to exceed that. We always stretch to know more, to do more. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I found that it was fun if I surround myself with people who are powerful, who are stronger, who can own their space and what they did. And that's followed me all the days of my life. As a matter of fact, I took 14 classmates from my high school and hired them. And I think 13 of them became general managers themselves over time. So, so, so I, was, I was a young manager, regional manager. Moved to Texas, got to Steak and Ale Restaurant. And I matured a little bit. I lived in Dallas, then Houston, then Midland, Odessa, then Abilene, and then back to South Arlington. And I had 150 employees, and none of them looked like me. They didn't, you know, I, in Chicago, we talk a lot faster. I'm in Texas. I'm West Texas is that. And, but I had the most incredible time. I, I fell in love with a lot of people there. They fell in love with me back. And I learned that I could get along with anybody because people were just people. You know, they kind of slowed me down a little bit. I talked a little slower. I started to say y'all and you know, things of that nature. And, you know, so life went on. And I decided after running this multi-million dollar restaurant, I would come back home and go into business for myself because, see, they relocated me to four cities in the first 18 months. So I came back home and I got home and uh, I started different businesses. And I thought I was really good at managing. I was great at that. But I thought I could take that and translate it into owning. And I found that those were two very distinct different things. Now, I wish at that time I had a mentor. Someone who would share with me the value of reading books and studying and where to go get the information so I wouldn't have to make the same mistakes over and over. Because believe me, I did make them. I wish I had a book like The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. It wasn't available to me until maybe 15 years later. But I tell you, I made a lot of mistakes, but I learned from those mistakes and I kept going. And I would open up businesses and I would put everything I had, every penny I had to my business, every ounce of energy I had. I would work seven days a week. 17 hours a day, I opened up nightclubs and restaurants. I was in real estate, I had a construction company. I was a contractor. I had beauty salons, import, export, you name it, I was trying to, I would have been in a monkey business if I'd known anybody that wanted a monkey. If I knew what to get a monkey, I'd been selling monkeys, man, I'd done whatever it took. And I did well, had a lot of fun, but I would get so burnt out and I was so unhappy because I couldn't find my space. And I realized it wasn't about money because I began to implode, it was about purpose trying to find out where do I really fit. So the same things 
I thought that would make me laugh or probably bring tears to my eyes. They say the same thing make you laugh, it will make you cry. You know, so as I opened up these different businesses, I got kind of burnt out from the whole entrepreneurial thing and I sold all my businesses. I ended up getting divorced, uh, leaving my home and going to Atlanta, Georgia, starting life all over again and going back into the restaurant business. And I had made a conscious decision that I had it with trying to be an uh, entrepreneur. I would maybe get into real estate, but I was going to keep my good job and stay there. And I remember getting with a company called Mix Restaurant on Ponce de Leon in Atlanta. And the second weekend training, because even if you're in management, you have to go through your training uh, because every restaurant's different. I was in training and the general manager screamed at me like I was three years old because I put three tomatoes on a five tomato salad. Now, I didn't know at the time that he was stressed out as well. I knew how it made me feel. I shrank. I shrank a lot. And uh, I didn't like that feeling, you know, at all. But I was trapped. You see, I just got an apartment a couple of blocks away from the job that I just got. And uh, I didn't have a car. I was walking back and forth to work. So I felt like I was just trapped. And I just sucked it up and kept going. And there was a gentleman there who was a kitchen manager, Nigel Allen, who would reassure me. And he would always tell me, James, you're not going to stay here. I said, yes, I am. I've, I've had it, man. I'm going to stay here. I'm committed. He said, no, you're not. I say, why would you say that? He said, when I look at your background, man, you're an entrepreneur. You can't stay unboxed up like this. I mean, we would work so many hours, man. Sometimes I'd work 80 hours in a, in a given week. And uh, sure enough, when someone introduced me to network marketing, I was skeptical, uh, mainly because I was skeptical about the industry. I didn't know anyone who had success in it. And I tried it when I was 18 and made money, but I didn't get trained. I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't want to take another risk. I didn't want to fail again. You see, at that time, I didn't understand that failure, and all you guys are listening and watching, failure is never an identity. It's simply an event. But I didn't know how to separate those things at that time. You know, so I didn't want to try. So this young man, he's, he's 26, 27. He's an electrical engineer with two degrees, real smart. We just have a lot of fun together. I'm about 33. He tries to invite me to a network marketing meeting, and I told him flat out no. He came back a week later and said, man, you missed an incredible meeting. You should look at this. At least look. And I said, sure, I'll look. But I knew I wasn't going to look. I knew I didn't want to go. First of all, I was in the evening time after I'm working all day. And I'm tired. Man. I've been working 10, 12 hours minimum. I don't want to go anyplace else. And he asked me a third time. And I didn't show up. And the fourth time, he said, let's go to TGI Fridays and watch the Chicago Cubs play the Atlanta Braves. At that time, the Atlanta Braves were kicking butt, man. So I said, you got to give me three runs. And that wasn't even a good bet. So he said, okay, bet. So I get in his car, and instead of going to TGI Fridays, he kidnaps me and takes me to a meeting. And I was hot. I was upset. I, I didn't know him that well. But he get into, we get into the meeting, and here's all these people who look like me, hugging and laughing, and a few people that were Caucasian. Everybody was getting along, and I thought it was a setup. Man, I didn't want to be there. So I sit down in this room. There wasn't any Uber, so I don't know how to get home. We're talking about 1994, May 26th, as a matter of fact. I sit there, they introduce this 20-year-old kid. He's going to do the presentation. And I just shut out. I just had everything folded like I do. Fingers crossed, arms crossed, eyes crossed. Just don't want to be here. And this gentleman said some things that just compelled me to try it. Three things he said. He said that at the end of this presentation, a handful of key people, maybe two or three, would take this information seriously. And after a few years, money as an issue would be out of their life forever. Now, I don't know if I believe that. I didn't even know this guy. But I did know one thing, that no one ever said that to me before. I never heard those words, nor did I ever say them to someone when they were working for me. 
say that's interesting. Hmm. I like a challenge. Second thing he said is that you can do it part-time. Now, that threw me off, part-time. Wait a minute. How in the world am I working 17 hours a day to make ends meet? And I'm making a great living, but I'm still pouring money back into my business. I have to keep feeding the business. You see, when you start a business, it takes money to start. It takes money to stay. It takes money to grow. And a lot of people implode because they don't have growth capital because too much growth can take you out. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that. So, so here I am. I'm, I'm going through this process. And he says, uh, he said, well, you do it part-time. What does part-time mean? They're talking about 5, 10, 15 hours a week. How in the world are you going to make six to seven figures with working 5, 10, 15 hours a week? Doesn't make sense. But someone pointed out that there are billionaires in the country. Okay, light went off. If there's billionaires in the country, and there's a lot of them today, over a few thousand, then everybody has 24 hours in a day. So it cannot be based on time. So then the light bulb went off and said, maybe they know something I'm not aware of. Because I would understood one thing, that my way wasn't working. As a matter of fact, if you ask me, when was the last time my way worked? Off and on, but basically never. <laughs> okay, I always ended up back in the same spot, same loop. So then I just said, okay, they're billionaires. How do you do that? Then he said the third thing. He said that they would train us how to do it. And I don't know if any of this was true. You know, when people are trying to sell you on something, they say all the good stuff. But I knew I had nothing to lose, but I knew if I was going to do it, I would give it the effort that it deserved because that's the effort that I have inside of me. You see, I learned one thing, and if there's one thing I could pass on to my children, to my friends, to all the people are watching, that the way you do little things is the way you do everything. That if you show up big in life, you just show up. And the key is showing up even when things are not going great. So I get involved in this company, May 26, 1994. I don't know anybody in Atlanta. So now I got to build a team. We don't have conference calling and nobody's in Chicago. So I couldn't talk to my friends. So I had to go meet perfect strangers. So at the first week I bombed, I wanted to quit. Man. I went, I'm out of here. And nobody went. I called my mother to be a customer. She almost hung up on me. My sisters did hang up on me. And then I went to a training and I left that training determined to do everything they said and see if it worked. And I got 15 customers out of 16 calls, and then my belief built. So then I learned that your belief can be built by small victories. Now, this has nothing to do with network marketing per se. It has everything to do with life. And you build your belief step by step. The same way a baby uh, tries to walk and they fall down, and tries to walk and they fall down. And the baby grabs onto something, pulls himself up, and takes that step. And they take another step. Then they may fall down, but they get back up and they take another step, and they hold on another step and another step. How long does it take for a baby to walk? The, the answer is until the baby walks. So I applied that same philosophy to the things I did in my life. I was just that, I don't know, I had a D average in high school, so I wasn't the brightest kid in there. I just did enough to get out of there. But I understood basic things that I must not give up because I know if I give up, that I must accept the fate that I have. And I knew in my life there's more. How many people out there are watching and listening and know there's more for you in your life? There's something more for you to do. Whether you're 88 years old or you're 18, there's more. You look at your children and see the potential, and there's more. You know, someone once told me that if you treat a child as they are, they may remain the same. But if you treat them as they could be, watch them become what they should be. Hmm. So all these little philosophies, these tidbits of things, information I've gotten from the Holy Bible and memorizing all the books and the 51st Psalms, which is a really long verse, a long book. 
And, uh, you know, it served me well because I had a great memory for certain things, for information. If I put it in there, I could pretty much hold that information down. So here I am. I'm, I'm building this business out. And along comes a gentleman named Michael Coopers. He was one of the co-founders of this company called ACN. That's the first company I started with. And he was about ooh, 26, 27, so I'm older than he is as well. But I never met a person that knew people the way he did. And I got a phone call one day, and they said, look, we're having a leadership training that Michael is going to mentor a handful of key people. You're one of them. You can't tell anybody else about it. You can't invite anybody else. If you miss any of these trainings, you can't come back. I had to work but they created enough value. So write that down, create value. They created enough value for me to find a way to get off of work because I so wanted to be free, but they had to create the value. See, me wanting it by itself was never be enough. So I get off of work and I get there at five o'clock. I see the other people sitting to, to my left or my right and uh, say, wow, and here we go. And he began to train. He put us in a half circle and he sat right in the middle. And I still do this today, duplication. Duplicate the things that work. Write that down. And he said, and you all will be successful. He proclaimed it. He spoke that into our life. He said, but before I will teach you how to make money, I must teach you who you must become. Who you must become. Because your success can take you someplace. Character cannot keep you. He, in, he infused in us that we had to become more and we wanted to expect more in our life. I'm going to take a short break and I'm going to come right back and finish out this story and talk about how we went from that point and then how I went to homelessness and building several multi-million dollar businesses and becoming a servant of the world. I'm so honored and humbled to have great friends, great relationship, great marriage, great kids, and great each and every one of you, people in my life that inspire me. Let's take a short break. Be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel you're listening to black friday every friday here on the voice america empowerment channel grow evolve change You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. 
Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. Now, I was talking about Michael Cooper's putting us in a half circle and him making a statement that you will be successful. He didn't say you may be. He said you will be successful. He said that you all will be the number one team in this company. See, thou should decree a thing. It should be established unto you, and it will accomplish that to where it had been sent, but you must speak it. You must speak it. And he spoke it with what I call a quiet intensity. He spoke it with the, the confidence, but it wasn't with brag or boast behind it. It was our assurance. It was smooth like smooth running water that would find a crack that would reach the destination of its choosing. And then he said, your success can take you someplace your character won't keep you. And every Monday from 7 p.m. to midnight, he would train us. And then he told us that he was going to have to leave us. It was one of those Jesus moments. We're going to have to leave you soon. But he took us to a map. We picked out five cities and he taught us how to open those cities. And I remember we had this trainings and certain things we didn't get right away. And we went back to the 20-year-old kid who ended up making millions of dollars and leading the way for all of us. And he go back to the kid and he said, can you show us how to do this three-way call again? He said, pay attention. I'm only going to show you one time. So please pay attention. He only showed us that one time. And I learned something from that, that if I pay attention, if you pay attention and you take it seriously, that's what it means when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. So you can be in class, you can be in a seminar, you can listen to your YouTube, but if you're not ready, then you won't get it. And being ready has something to do with your mindset about how you shake up the ground to get it ready for seeds, to turn the soil over, to get some topsoil to protect that seed, to nurture the seeds. Because if not, we go back to what we know. Because what you live, you learn. What you learn, you practice. And what you practice, you become. So what if to create the success you want in your life, whatever definition, success to me is about living and walking in your purpose. It has nothing to do with money. But please don't live in your purpose and you're outside homeless, okay? <laughs> have, some, have some resources. Don't be afraid of that. Nothing wrong with it. The Bible, people say, well, it says in the Bible, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. Well, the needle was symbolic of the gateway to a city, and the camel can go through, but the camel had to bow down. So don't be afraid of money because money's not a root of all evil. The love of money is, okay? Money came by your happiness, but broke came by your nothing. Okay, so let's go. Let's go make some money so we can just save some people. Now, so we're going out there doing our thing, and we're having all this success, man, and I'm blowing this thing up. And I was, like, winning all the awards and all the prizes. I mean, I was producing my butt off in this company with total strangers. So I didn't even know people, so I couldn't go to my warm market. So I went to perfect strangers and talked to them, talked to them with just a fever, with just an energy behind it. And I remember having a lot of success, but then the world hit me in the face. hi I lost everything. Man, I had a little part-time business and I had a full-time job and I had my part-time network marketing business. I was had, had advertising, so I wasn't home a lot. And I was staying with a roommate and he moved his cousin in. And next you know, checks were missing out of my checkbook and I had a warrant out for my arrest, didn't even know it, for $20 checks. And I, of course, I moved out that night and, and I moved in with another gentleman named Charles Dangerfield, rest his soul. And I moved in on a Friday and on Monday, he, he said, James, I got a, I got bad news. I said, what happened? He said, well, we're getting evicted. I said, when? He said, this Friday. So at least I had some place to stay for seven days. Now, I didn't mention that I used to drive a Porsche, but I blew the engine in the Porsche. I'm driving down the highway looking good. You know, you're looking good. You know, you're looking good in your Porsche. 
And all of a sudden, white smoke started coming through the ashtray and going out both windows. So I went, we could look, I went to sex. You couldn't even see me. So I got rid of the Porsche, put it in the shop. I had pawned the title. They repossessed it while I was in the pawn shop. And I paid for half of it. And a friend of mine sent me an 89 Buick Century, did it front to back, uh, no ignition. I just had, I had to cover it with a towel because I moved the towel and started up with a pair of wire pliers. The windshield was cracked from top to bottom. I locked the keys in the car, so I had to bust out the hole, uh, the lock in the, in the driver's door, put my finger in the hole, press down a little plastic lever, get in the car, get the wire pliers, remove the, the, the towel, start the car up and come to your house and tell all your friends, follow me, we're gonna get rich. So I had to park two blocks away and carry a whiteboard, okay? Now, true story. So now, here I am doing this thing and, and, and I'm having all this success, but then I became homeless. I lost everything, everything. And man, that's when I, uh, i never forget when I met Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, who inspired me to be a speaker, who wrote into the book, Thinking Grow Rich and Black Choice, to the world's greatest speaker believe. So the, there's power in the words you say and even the words you write. There's power there. That's why I'm an advocate of reading. You see, all leaders are readers. All leaders know their stuff. They study their word. They want to be best in class. Learn to own your space. And anybody can do it over time. Just read, read. Not all audio books. You got to read. You want to put your senses involved in it. And when you read, learn to read with all your senses. Sense of smell, touch, eyesight, hearing, hear the noises, smell the scents. Hear it as it drags the ground. Hear the footsteps. And everything you do, embody it, put it in, inside of you. That's the great way to retain information and to live it. And that's the key to becoming a great storyteller, to become fully self-expressed. Now, so all these things are going on. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm homeless in four months. Man, I'm, it's just a mess. I am a mess, a mess, a mess. Man, my skin broke out. I got a little part-time uh, telemarketing job with a guy by the name of Michael Greer. And they gave me a job paying $250 a week. And I said, great, can I use your phones? after I'm done working for you to build my business. He said, great, so $250 a week, it's a deal. Now I'm staying in a raggedy apartment hotel whenever I can, uh, and, but then sometimes I didn't have the money and I would sleep in his place on the floor. I would go to some friend's uh, job on third shift and they were engineers and, and nobody would be there with them. I would sleep, I would train and motivate them and go downstairs and sleep on their couch, take a shower and get out there before the first shift came. That was my life. But I always had a dream. You see, Mike Koopas, this mentor that had us in a half circle, he put a dream inside of us. And he did that because he told us his story of he and his twin brother. And it wasn't a, a romantic story. It wasn't a, a beautiful story. It was a story of hardship, a story of a loss of self-confidence and self-esteem, a story of, of growing up with nothing, of abuse. And here he was. And at 24, he was broke. At 28, he was a millionaire. So when I'm sleeping in my car, in my mind, that was the road to becoming super successful. You see, when you change the way you look at things, ah, the things you look at you change. And I read the, the Meaning of Life by Viktor Frankl when he said that two men both trapped behind prison bars. One man saw the mud, the other man saw the stars. I don't know if you can hear something. It sounds like somebody's flying something in the pan here. <laughs> other man finds the stars. So what do you look at? What do you focus on when you, in your desperate times, in times of challenges? I, I say to you, to keep your face and your eyes pointed towards the things you want, towards the hills, towards the clouds, not those things below your feet. Okay, somebody must be frying something in another room, in another studio, because I hear water running or something. Okay, so just bear with me, guys, because I really want to get into the story because uh, it's important. It's my story, but you have one, too, and I want you to tell your story because your story can impact and power enlightenment 
other people. Distract, dispute, and inspire. Distract people from their lives as it is today, that there could be a better future, that the, the lack that they have in a life is a lie. There's more for you that you're born of a royal priesthood, set apart, holy, lacking nothing, beautifully and wonderfully made, and you can do it, whatever you want, but you gotta keep walking. So when you're going through hell, <laughs> don't park the car. Keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Get a dream and latch onto it. If you don't have a dream, you find somebody with a dream. Serve them and latch on to their dream until you discover your own. Because when you do that, you have to pass through the land where all dreams go and all dreams grow. And you'll find what you're looking for. You know why? Because while you're looking for it, it's looking for you. So four months been hardship. And then all of a sudden, I reached the second highest position in the company. Then I made a comeback. Now, in the meantime, I had people in my company, in my upline, that hated me. And I found out 10 years later, they said I was too good, but I didn't even know I was good. He was 20 years old. I was 33. And I don't know what the problem was. To this day, he does not like me. I won't mention his name, but I would say this. I thank you because you made me who I am today. Because of you, everyone who's watching or listening, life has been affected because of you. Because, because of you, I was allowed to, I made choices that got me where I am today. And if I'm not here today, I'm not on the show and all the people watching or listening, they wouldn't be engaged, so you'd be doing something else. So because of him, you're doing what you're doing. Now, here's the thing I want you to learn from that. Because someone that you don't know, that I have not spoken to since 1994, that doesn't even like me, because of them, that impact what you're doing. So I want you to understand, and please don't ever forget this, everything you do matters. It always has, always does. You're going to impact people one way or the other by everything you do and what you've done. I really believe that every person is either a great example or a terrible reminder. So I'm thankful for him and everything because he taught me and all he could do is give me what he had, and that's fine. I accept that. But he put me on a path to try to become better. I never forget he said to me, it's not anything you've done, it's who you are. And I'm homeless and I'm, every, I'm down on my luck in every stripe and I couldn't get angry because I had more things to deal with than be angry at that. I walked out the room and I made a conscious decision to be better because I said, look, no matter what has happened, it can't be one-sided. I had to take some type of, I must take some type of responsibility in here. I don't know what it is, still don't. But somewhere in there, is something that I have to take, be accountable for. And that's when I'm going to take responsibility for my life. So write that down, take responsibility. That's what leaders do. You take responsibility for your life. You can't control what happens, but how you're going to respond to it. Take responsibilities because as I teach people how to overcome self-defeating behaviors, when a human being uh, feels a, a perceived lack of love, control, worthiness, or power, that's when we spin, we spin. We spend often tell people the story of the husband and wife. They're at a Christmas party and everybody's drinking, having a good time. And then the boss hits on the wife. Suddenly there's a fear because all those emotions are, are anchored in fear. You know, uh, upset, low grade upset, fear waiting to happen. We just sit there. And the fear, because first of all, there's a loss of power because that boss exerted power over you being the employer. A loss of worthiness because if he thought of death of you as a man, how could he have done that? See, when I was a little kid, how can my father not be here for me and I need him and I want him here? See, as a kid, my perception was loss of control, power, love, and worthiness. I can't be good enough for my father to stay. Had nothing to do with me. So now, get back to my story. So loss of control, loss of power, loss of worthiness. And he feels like he's lost the respect of his wife. 
So he doesn't say anything to the boss because he loses his job, but he's upset. So he says, he goes home and takes it all out on who? On the wife. And they argue. She thinks it's ridiculous. It's crazy. They're going back and forth. He turns and faces this way. She faces this way. They go to sleep. The next day, he's not done. He goes to work and he tells his friends all about what happened, everybody who would listen. And then after work, so let's go out and have a drink. He goes out to a, a, a lounge, a nightclub, and his wife calls him up about 6 p.m. and says, what time are you coming home? He said, well, I'm out with the boys. I'll be in later. And he hangs up. She calls back. He turns his phone off. Now he's been out drinking. He comes home. He's feeling good. He's all frisky. She doesn't want to hear any of that. Now he feels rejected. A loss of love, power, control, and worthiness. His perception. So now it goes back and forth, back and forth. He's complaining. She's complaining. They're getting on each other's nerves. They're vetting and inventing to other people. And now the marriage has a crack in it. Now they're being divorced. Why did they get divorced? Because a boss hit on the wife at the Christmas party. Rule number one, when things go wrong, don't go wrong with it. Think about what is the next best thing to do. As I studied and went deep sea diving into this subject, in 1999, I wrote my first program called Millionaire Aptitude Programming and understood human defense mechanisms. What do we do? What are the triggers that are inside of us, inside of our mind that are there to protect us, but also hurt us from our possibility? Because we lock ourselves out because we don't want to feel. We want to deflect the feeling or feel different instead of just feeling. Feelings are fleeting. Some days you're up, some days you're down. They're all days. You no know, such thing as a bad day. It's just a day. Stuff happened in it. My heart is broke. You ever felt like your heart is broke? Well, if your heart was broke, you felt a certain way. You fell off down, lethargic and pain. Can't breathe and eat. But if your heart was broke, you'd be dead. So we do an EKG. Heart's not broke. It's a story. And that's the power of a story. But you use your story to uplift people, to distract them from the the story they're locked into in their lives to dispute that there is more for them, that there is a better way, there is another way that's not the end of the road, and to inspire them to live their best life and to share their story. Now, as we fast forward, you know, um, the other day was very interesting, 4th of July. I hope everyone had a wonderful day. Everybody was safe. Nobody had firecrackers blow up in your hand, nothing crazy, no accidents. Okay, be safe, but continue that on every single day. Every day, I want you to take one day at a time and make sure that on this Friday, on, on July 5th, uh, 2019, you just knock this day out the park. I don't care how it started off. The rest of the day, you make it great because you said so. No matter what happens, don't let anybody take it from you. This is why. Because once you get past Friday, Saturday turns out just great. It starts out wonderful. And then when you get to Saturday, then you work with Saturday. And then watch Sunday turn out begin for you with a big smile on your face. That's why the Lord's Prayer says, give us this day. Don't ask for a whole week. You don't get that. You get a day, okay? So let's work and do it best we can in a day, okay? Now, we have four minutes before our next break. Now, as you're looking at the hills and where you want to go, let me kind of tell you what's transpired. I've had ups and downs. I became very successful in that company. We opened up 12 countries. We, that company was doing about seven to $8 million a year when I joined, 700 million when I left. Today, they're one of the biggest companies in the world, but I opted to leave to start a, a business, success education company and a speaker training business, and to start my own network marketing company with three incredible gentlemen. And we gave it a shot, man. We gave it a shot. We just weren't ready, but we gave it a shot. We had a lot of success out the gate, but it became taxing because now we went from working 10 to 15 hours a week, making more money in a month than I'd ever made in a year, to working 80 hours a week again, making no money because everything went back in. So we had some successes. And when I left the company, I uh, 
I left the company. My, my dad got sick and he passed away. My stepfather got sick. He passed away. My mom had had two knee surgeries and a hip surgery. And I took care of her. And I learned so much as I returned to my mother's basement, just being present because I couldn't pay her bills and mine. Trying to figure out and building my traditional business took everything I had to put it back in there. So I've had ups, I've had downs, but I learned my work ethic in the lean times. You see, in the prosperous times, you can pull it out of your pocket. In the lean times, you got to pull it out of your heart. Now, I hope I've given you some nuggets that you can use here. Now, I want you to understand something about network marketing. It's really about understanding trends. Right now, I love health and wellness because uh, we have to deal with it. Everybody has, nobody can escape. Boy, woman, man, child, it doesn't matter. We all have to deal with our health. Even our pets are dealing with health crises now. We never got, used to give our, our pets insulin for, for, you know, for the diabetics. Now we got diabetic dogs. <laughs> we, got, we got cats with high blood pressure, okay? So it traces back to what we're eating. Okay, all that's there. That's in one of my, my weekly, nightly calls. But health and wellness is wonderful if you find the right place, the right company at the right time. And sometimes we get locked in. I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of TLC because we really, really were blessed with this opportunity because of the ownership and because of the executive team from Jack Fallon, his vision. This man was a, on the assembly line at Ford Motor Company. And how does he build a company that does over $100 million a year in volume with a vision? How does he get people to lock in with him? And how does he keep these people with him for years and years and years? And they're paid a price so we can make even more money than some of them make. I mean, it's ridiculous, but to find people like that, it takes a very special person with vision. So I want to become the person like that. I inspire you to become someone like that, that is a person that has a vision of unlimited, but never compromise on your standards. Ah, we're going to take another short break. We're going to take a break in about 30 seconds, and we're going to come back, and we're going to go a little bit deeper. Uh, what it takes to go to the next level and talk about all the cool things that we got in store and how you can play. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side. Not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and from the inside out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Redson. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Black Friday every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow, evolve, change. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. 
We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. I remember a song by Gladys Knight. It says, I had my share of life's ups and downs, but fate's been kind. The downs have been few. Oh, I guess you could say, I've been lucky. Oh, I guess you could say, but it's all because of you. I believe that there's nothing more powerful, powerful than the power of the human connection. I believe that we ride on the, on the prayers and the well wishes and the energy and the, and the vibrations of the people that come before us and the people that are here. I believe energy is everything and everything is energy. Energy always moves. It never stops. It never lives nor dies. It just really exists. It's simply transferred from one place to another. So now it's time to talk about the energy field. Now, as I was making my comeback, and I had sarcoidosis, I was up to 372 pounds, I was on prednisone forever, and, um, you know, and I get a call about this company, I have sleep apnea on CPAP machine with an oxygen tank at night, <laughs> I wake up with these headaches every night, it was crazy, and uh, when a good friend of mine gave me a call about this company, Total Life Changes, you know, I wasn't interested in doing that, I started a new company, I had all my money and all my time and all my all my interests and everything, just focus on my company, as many of you do. But I understood that if something was out there that could bring residual income, that that would be the foundation to launch my companies and help them do scale. You can start a company. You can grow one. But you got to be able to scale it. If you're not thinking about scaling, then you're, what you're doing is you're putting yourself in a position that you might end up owning a job. Now, nothing wrong with that. Just understand it. Now, so I also had this problem with health. And I realized so many other people had a health challenge. So I drink this tea, dropped nine pounds in five days. It's crazy. You know, in the first, you know, I haven't been on any, I dropped 100 pounds, been off all uh, medications for since about three and a half years. Um, no CPAC, no sleep apnea. Had cancer. Um, my my, uh, my biopsies from a one to 10 were at least an eight and nine. It was very serious. And now my, 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 uh, my PSA is a negative 0.1 without surgery, without chemo. And I'll tell you, it's really been a blessing. So I would tell people that there's a lot of great companies out there with health products. I'm not going to put one above the other except TLC because that's the one that worked for me and all the people I know. It just worked. So I want to invite you all to try our detox tea. Go reach out to someone who's part of the company or inbox us. We'll send you a free sample. And we'll actually get you in touch with somebody who is one of the leaders of our team. And, and we'll get you plugged into our system where Myself and only the top leaders do training uh, for you each and every week and your presentation. So six days a week, you've got us driving it for you, helping you create the success since we've earned over $5 million doing it. So that's pretty bold to say uh, when you got the IRS list. But over $5 million, that's, that's guys on the shoot, guys. And in five years, five years and a few months, that's, that's pretty cool. Now, but it helped us scale some other business. Now, I got my health back. My wife and I, we're, we're killing it. We're doing some incredible things together. She's writing her book now. She's been speaking all over the world. She's coming up with some women events coming up. And she has a woman's empowerment call uh, Tuesday through Friday every week. Uh, you definitely want to plug into that. But in that, today, this year, we're putting out four new online courses. I'm going to take my major speaker camp, Inspired to Speak Action Camp, which is five days. And we're going to put it online, and we're building that out right now. Now, the Action Camp is for people who want to build a serious speaker business, six to seven figures. It's kind of pricey. It's $6,500, but some people charge fifteen dollars to $20,000, and it's worth it 
Because if you're selling from stage, you can make that in a half an hour. If you're selling online, you can make that every single day. If you're getting hired to speak, you can do it. Because not only do we train you, but we also have events you can speak at. We can put you on the radio. We're launching our new television show, our new cable show launches very soon. And now we have a streaming show. And now we're just making the announcement that we have a streaming network inspired to speak. So we're not only going to have shows, we're going to have shows for many of you to have your own television show and to highlight you and your story. We're going to be talking about nonprofits. We're going to have kids shows. We're going to have news shows, sports shows, every type of show, every genre, women's empowerment, uh, this business acceleration, you name it. Uh, backyard basketball, barbecue, we got the whole gamut coming. So we're pretty excited. So, you know, when we had our last speaker camp uh, about a couple of weeks ago, we had about 30 people there. And they came in from all over the country, including Toronto, Canada. And I'm thankful you guys showed up. And I'll tell you, we had a ball. On Wednesday, we brought in my best friend, Dear friend of 24 years, Mr. Les Brown. We've been together 24 years. He regards me as one of his, his mentors, and he's definitely been a mentor and a friend of me for many years. And he's taught the entire day and then did testimonials for, for so many people that were in attendance. So you got somebody like Les Brown and myself uh, blowing you up on social media. Then on Wednesday, we went down to the executive club where I'm a member and a head of the table and on the board. And we were able to sit there with, and talk. And, you know, we had our guest speaker was uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker was worth like $3.5 billion. Their family owns the Hyatt. He was our guest speaker. But in the same table I'm at, I've got Jerry Reinsdorf, who owns the White Sox and the Cubs. We've got people on the Chicago Bulls. We've got, I mean, uh, no, they owns, he owns the White Sox and Bulls. The, the president of the Cubs. I was sitting right next to Carl, who was a former, uh, pre, right, he's former president of the Federal Reserve. I mean, just a stellar table. And our 30 people there had three tables right up close in front of that and afterwards, everybody got a chance to hit the stage. They took pictures with the governor. I was able to be in the VIP room to, and help them get exposed to 500 serious entrepreneurs, executives. So that's how you, you're going to build a speaker business. You've got to network with the people that are out there, whether they have a nonprofit or a corporation or both in most cases. So they had a great time. We trained all day and all night Thursday. On Friday, we had a uh, photo shoot by our pool. Uh, my wife, Kara, definitely opened up, the, opened up the doors for everybody to come in and we all had to thank her. And we had a great photo shoot. While we did training, we brought in Ernesto Verdugo, in my opinion, is the number one marketing speaker, marketer, trainer in the world. And he was there uh, that morning. Then we all went down to the TV station, and I was able to do a series of five-minute interviews for all those people who came. So they can say they've been on a television show, and they can use that for the branding. We came back to our house. We had 40 people in one room in the house, and we trained till 1130 that night, fed everybody, had a great time. And then on Friday, uh, that was a Friday and Saturday, we did certification. We all went to Circus Soleil, 50 deep, and we all went to a dinner downtown, had a great time. And now we're getting ready to go to speak internationally. So we have a group of our speakers that are going with us to Spain, to Valencia and Madrid. They're all going to be in Houston with us. And this is a marketing and branding uh, camp to market and brand you because you can be a great speaker, but nobody knows that you're not speaking. So we're going to show you how to get how to get. Uh, paid to speak, whether you be hired by corporate or schools or nonprofits, because we have ties into all these areas. And then also, if you want to create programs and products and sell them online, how to do that, how to build that database, which is going to create the valuation of whatever business you're going to build, you got to have that. And then if you want to sell from stage, how to do that as well. But when you get to Houston and you're in Spain, and then in, in February, we're going to be in Dubai, and we're going to be in Dubai, then even then going to India. And now we even have speaking opportunities for people in India as well. So the people that come through here, we've got a lot of things planned. We have an Inspire camp that's going to take place 
on the 16th and 17th of September. And we're going to have a key speaker, Mr. Bernie Dorman, the founder of CEO Space, the number one business acceleration company in the world. And this gentleman is just absolutely phenomenal, like a dad to me, and I love him. Brother, you're listening or watching, we love you, man. And we're going to have there, we have some other amazing guests there. I had to back away from the Think and Grow Rich World Tour because we have so many things happening with television and all these. I have four online programs launching, one for network marketing, uh, one for speaker camp, one for our virtual reality because we have virtual reality glasses. So when you put the glasses on, you're in a room full of people in an audience and your speech is on a teleprompter. So now you're even uh, going to get training to go with that. And now we'll put you in a virtual world, virtual world. So I want you to know, okay, for those listening to the show, need a way to reach your email. Okay, good. If you want to get a sample of the Total Life Changes products, we want to get everyone who's listening, if you're new, not part of TLC, we want to get you a free sample. So I want you to just, if you're on Facebook Live, just go to Facebook and, and personal message me. Okay, send a personal message to James Dentley, or you can simply send me an email to uh, jd at thejamesdentleyshow.com, or simply go to jd at jamesdentley.com, okay? And we'll make sure that you have that as well. Get in touch with somebody else as we're here to bless the world. So we got all these cool things happening. So we have the Limitless, uh, Limitless Women, Wine, and Wealth. Limitless is for women, by women, where anything is possible. And Kara's putting together an all-star team, man. These women are about to, whoo! You're going to hear me roar in a minute. <laughs> These women are taking it to another level, man. So we love when the girls get together because they do not play around. They're leading the charge in this entire nation and in many parts of the world. So you just understand that Women, Wine, and Wealth, that's going to take place in December. Inspire is going to take place in, um, in November. And many of our speakers are going to be speaking there on the stage. And we're getting ready for our streaming network. We have the radio show. we got Bali, Spain. And we're about to launch the executive suites. Now, when we used to go to the executive club a few weeks ago before we went to see J.B. Pritzker, I had a group of people to go down to see uh, Melinda Gates and Steve Forbes. And before that, it was the CEO of Orlando Lates. And before that, it was the CEO and president of, of many of the major banks. Or uh, They've had Michelle uh, Obama there. Uh, uh, Sotomayor has been there. Everybody, I mean, it's been around since 1911. I'm really proud to be a member of that. But now we're doing an offshoot of that ourselves. And we got some exciting things in store for each and every one of you to the point that we're now investing into an executive suite in the United Center where the Chicago Bulls and Blackhawks play. Now, that means we'll have about a room that uh, suite for 20 people for concerts as well to entertain our people that really want to play big, that want to think bigger. Because if you want to think bigger, I'm going to give you something big to think about because we're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in this. We have a publishing division now. So we're able to get your book out, tell your story, help you become a bestseller and move your book through a series of strategic book signing events that we put together to inspire to speak as well. All this stuff came from a vision that I had as a little bitty boy to help my mother give my family a better life. All this came from a vision that when I was homeless, I just kept going. And when people talked about me and, and turned their back on me, you just keep going. And then when you have challenges with your health, you just keep going. Because after all, life, life is about living, loving, and working, not whining and worrying. Living and loving every single day with agape love. You greet each day with love in your heart. We have a lot of events planned for this year and next year. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, we have financing arms for people who want to come to our events and and be part of our coaching program. We have people now that are our coaches that are, we're getting them in spaces where they can coach other people and we're getting their clients to help them build their client base. 
We're promoting a lot of people. Our websites are all being changed now. We're about ready to start to scale. I got some news about our basketball league. Now, some of you guys know this, some don't. But about a couple of years ago, my wife and I invested heavily in Champions Basketball, which is now prime time. And it's held by Byron Scott, who was a former Los Angeles Laker, four-time NBA champion with Magic Johnson, trained by Bill Jabbar, and so on. He's also been coach of the year. He was the LeBron James first coach in Cleveland. He's also coach of the LA Lakers. You can see him on um, different sports shows on ESPN every single day. He's our president. Uh, we have a very special person I can't mention right now who's going to come in as a commissioner, who's one of the biggest stars ever to grace the NBA. Very exciting. I'll give you a hint. He's from Los Angeles, but I'm not going to say anymore. And uh, John Askew, who's doing a phenomenal job out of New York, uh, just, just, just without stopping, man, perseverance. I talked to Coach Kelly, who was, was with Orlando Magic the other day. He called me. We had a chance to chat. And everybody's just smiling now because we're doing a promotion now. So we launched this basketball league. And last year, we actually played games in Chicago, um, Los Angeles, Miami, and New York. And these are former NBA players, probably about 24 to 34, because every year, 200 NBA players are getting cut from the league. And uh, some go overseas and some go in the news and somebody in the newscasting booth. And some people go back to the NBA, but a lot of people just aren't there. I mean, they got to find different ways to make it happen. So we're providing uh, a way for them to play the game they love. Now, unlike the three-on-three, this is five-on-five basketball, which you're used to. Not say anything negative about three-on-three, but this is real basketball, real regulation stuff. So it's really exciting. And then at the end of the game, all the fans hit the court, and all the kids get a chance to take pictures with the athletes. And they take off their jerseys and sign them. You get little basketballs out, and they sign them. And in the NBA, nobody ever has that opportunity, nor will they get that because of security reasons. But we're playing a little bit different. We have a super fan program where some of the fans are able to have ownership there and really be a part of it on a bigger level. And I'll tell you, it's really exciting. Uh, we have the streaming running. ESPN is going to pick up some. And we just did a deal where we're going to be uh, playing all winter long, in November through spring, overseas. So we're going to be playing in about seven, six or seven different Asian countries that already picked it up our league. So we got our players out there. You know, we own the Chicago team and now we own a piece of the league itself. And we couldn't be prouder to, to be in uh, business with these guys, with their vision. And I'm so proud that they didn't stop, they didn't quit. Because it got tough, man. Like every business gets tough. But they didn't quit. So when you have a dream, you hold on to that dream. And remember to follow your dreams wherever they may lead. And never get distracted by less worthy deeds. Remember to shelter them and nurse them and help them to grow. Let your heart hold them. Down deep where dreams go. You follow your dreams. Pursue them with haste. Remember that life, your life is too precious. And it's too fleeting to waste. If you follow your dreams and all your days through, the dreams you follow will always come true. So I'm going to be giving you more news on the basketball league. And, and we have access now to all the sports teams here, uh, professional and semi-pro. So we're going to have a great time as we expand. So I want to expand your vision. There's no magic in small dreams. It costs no more money, no more effort. Think small than think big. So remember, think big because we don't think outside the box. You know why? Because there is no Thanks. I'll talk to you guys next Friday. God bless you guys. I'll see you all on the beaches of the world. Live your dreams. Start living them to nap right now. Thank you for listening to the James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.